Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Hello, and welcome to Public Relations Review. I think we can all agree that most, if not all, nonprofits need public relations outreach to some degree. For many smaller and mid-sized nonprofits, media relations is not a standalone function. It is an activity that is assigned to one or more people in the organization. Depending upon the size of the nonprofit, that may be adequate. However, the time may come when the internal public relations staff simply is not up to the job of doing all that's required. Two questions arise. How does the nonprofit determine when they need a firm? And then two, what should the nonprofit look for in selecting a firm? Now, my guest today can answer that question. Peter Panapento is the media relations expert for the Nonprofit Marketing Guide, and he leads the philanthropic practice for Turn to Communications. Joining us from Washington, D.C., let me welcome Peter Panapento. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Well, let's start at the top. In terms of a nonprofit, when, what should they look for to decide, you know, this is too much for us, we actually need help here? Sure. I think there are a few circumstances where nonprofits especially find that they might be in a bit over their head or need some additional support with media relations and public relations. Often, as you noted in the opening, you know, groups typically have some combination of support in-house to handle their day-to-day tasks. But often, and, and there are certain inflection points in a nonprofit's uh, life, lifespan where you often need to think about getting some additional help and expertise, both to help you develop strategy and also to execute on those strategies. And few circumstances where we typically get tapped on are, are things like nonprofit has put together a new strategic plan that's changing the course of, of how the nonprofit wants to operate moving forward. And in doing so, they really need to think and, and, and really kind of talk a bit differently about the work that they're doing. And in those cases, it becomes really helpful to get some outside help and support to work with you through that process, especially if you're already very busy day to day with with all the other uh, activities that you have in your communications office. Uh, Getting an outside consultant who can 
you know, walk you through the process of, of updating your messaging and coming up with a, a PR strategy that can help you articulate this new plan or this new uh, activity that you're going to be embarking on. That can be really valuable to your organization and the investment can, can more than pay for itself if you do that. We've also seen situations where organizations get uh, thrown into an unexpected controversy or conversely get get uh, an unexpected opportunity that's thrown at them based on what's maybe happening in the news or, or happening in their field. Um, and, and often when that's happening, you need rapid response and you need somebody who's expert in, in helping to deal with, you know, multiple requests, getting the message out and and being more thoughtful about uh, how you handle those situations. So often you don't want to handle a controversial situation or a fast-breaking news story that involves your nonprofit without some outside support uh, if you don't have resources in-house to handle those situations. We also do a lot of work with organizations that are looking to to establish an executive or a, a, a leader in the organization as a thought leader. And in those cases, often you need some outside support who not only knows how to pitch uh, your story to, to the media um, and, and pitch your leader to the media, but also might need some additional support in actually helping them craft things like op-ed and letters to the editor, those types of things where you may not have the support in-house or, and, and your uh, executives may not have the time or the expertise themselves to be able to to uh, establish themselves and and develop the type of messaging that they need to to put together for that type of role. Let, let, let um, me also add that, something to that right quick, and that is sometimes uh, sure. positioning them to uh, deliver speeches to the right groups in uh, in your particular city or area. Absolutely, and and that's one thing that that some outside support can be really helpful on mm-hmm. not only identifying where they can speak, but also helping them develop what they want to say and, and how they can distill it in a way where that it's really engaging and that it, it, it leads to the type of, of outcomes that they want. Um, we do a lot of work with organizations that, that, that are looking for just that, looking for, for speaking opportunities and also help in, in doing that speaking and, and making sure that they are prepared and ready for that. And then another area where I think groups tend to need help is if, uh, if they're trying to get outside of the market or the, um, the area where they are, are most frequently quoted. So let's say you're a local nonprofit and you're looking to generate more, more of a regional or national donor base or expand your, your footprint. Sometimes it, it, it helps to get some outside help to, to help you map out not only how to do that, but actually start to build the relationships with some of the media members outside of the market that you're already in uh, so that you can then uh, be effective long-term in, in doing that outreach. Relationships matter so much here. And if you're, you know, your, your team is really good and has great relationships at local newspapers and TV stations, but is, doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, of those relationships outside of, of your market, mm-hmm. uh, getting some outside help to, to help you develop those those connections and get your story told in those areas can be really helpful as well. Quick question. Have you noticed in terms of size, which organizations tend to do that more than others? Uh, Is there a medium somewhere that yes, if you, I don't know, let's say 10 people or below, then perhaps you're going to need more help than those with uh, a staff of 10 and larger. I think it, 
it, it really depends on the situation. I, I know organizations that are very small that only have, you know, two or three people on their staff who are looking for outside support very regularly. But even large organizations and big national organizations sometimes are reaching outside of, um, outside of their own teams for additional support um, mm-hmm. when they have a specific situation that comes up or where they feel like their their investment is better spent on somebody outside the organization rather than bringing on a, a new person to to handle an ongoing an ongoing situation you know with salary and benefits and everything in some cases very large organizations see some value in, in working with an outside consultant or, or even bringing in an outside consultant to, to work with staff for a little while to, to coach them up and train them on something that they may not be familiar with doing. Mm-hmm. Well, this is all very good. Obviously, a lot of nonprofits are going to uh, benefit from hearing this. But now that they've made that decision to go outside, what are some of the things that that organization need to look for in an agency before they make a decision about to hire. Sure, I, and I can walk through the types of agencies, but I, I think before we even do that, I think you need to, to answer some questions for your organization first before you even go out and start to talk to these organ to these uh, consultants and firms uh, and, and start to price them out. One is really having a clear sense of what you want to achieve. It, it, it's one thing to say we need PR help, but it's it's another thing altogether to know what to what end you need that help for. Is it mm-hmm. to uh, to achieve a specific goal for your organization? Is there a specific audience you're looking to reach more, or you know, is there um, is there a specific situation that's arisen that that you really need to uh, react to or or take advantage of? Really having a clear sense of why you need that outside help and, and what it's going to help you achieve is, is, is one key question to answer. Another is what's your timeline? Are you looking for some help that's going to you know last three weeks, three months, a year, beyond that? It, having a sense of the type of support you need or think you need ahead of time is, is really important. And finally, what's your budget? You know, how much are you looking to invest in in that outside help? And I know sometimes that's a hard question to answer until you've talked to folks, but knowing, you know, what your capacity is and or what you think your your executive leadership or your board is willing to approve is is really key going into the process. It'll really actually help you select the type of firm or or individual you want to reach out to in the first place. And it'll also help that consultant or or firm that you talk to start to map out what what they can actually achieve for you. If if you go in with a clear sense of your budget timeline and and your goal, a lot of firms will will design something for you rather than propose something to you. And I think that's really key. You know, a lot of times, you know, and, and I'm a consultant, so I, I have a lot I have a lot of these conversations every day. It, it's difficult. It's more difficult for me to do something that's of value to the client if I don't have the answers to those questions up front. And a lot of times, I'm shooting blind in terms of what I propose to them because I'm guessing a bit on on how long they want to make the investment for and 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 what their what their budget level is. If I know generally what those two things are and what their goal is, I can really design something for them that that really meets their goals and will help them get the most value for that budget. So um, basically what I'm hearing you saying is that before the organization goes looking for a PR firm, they need to decide internally exactly what it is that they need that PR firm to do for them. 
Exactly. I think the more you do that, the, the better result you're going to get on the back end from that consultant. Now, you can go into it and say, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know what my budget is, but I want to accomplish this. And in some cases, you might be surprised at what they come back with because some firms are going to, to then present what they want to do for you rather than what you want them to do for you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So the more you can be listed up front, and uh, and provide that consultant with information. The better the better they're going to do in designing something that actually helps you achieve your goal. And it's also going to help you self-select or select out some groups that may be out of your budget or may not be able to achieve what you want them to achieve. And this takes some time, right? Every conversation you have, every proposal that that you talk about not only takes time for that consultant, but it takes time for you to vet it and and uh, have those conversations. So the more you can answer those questions up front the more time you can save when you're out shopping for a consultant and ultimately the better results I think you're going to get. You know, one of the things that I think is important also for, uh, let's say, a nonprofit to to look for is actually who will do the work because there are some mm-hmm. occasions where those larger firms might assign newer folks to uh, to do work and they really don't have all the skills necessary to accomplish the goals that the nonprofit needs, how would they negotiate making sure that they have a senior person that has the background to get this done? That's a really important point, and that's one where I, I, I've heard from a lot of nonprofits and even companies, too, that have, have struggled with that, where they've worked with a big firm that has a ton of resources and has great, you know, can really do everything for them from PR to design to everything, but it turns out they're working with junior-level staff who... Um, who the quality of their work isn't as good. There's a lot more back and forth. And, and, and in some cases, they just don't really understand <laughs> the organization they're working with. So they end up feeling like they're, they're doing a lot of handholding and wasting time. You know, the big, big firms have a lot, of, a lot of resources and capabilities and connections and can be very valuable. But in some cases, that's the drawback is that you get somebody who might be a little greener or who might not know, the, know what you do and, and can articulate it well. So, you know, it's important when you're talking to a firm like that to, to ask who specifically is going to be working with me. You know, it, are you going to, to have somebody senior level working with me and what's that going to cost versus a, a junior level person? Mm-hmm. When you work with a, a smaller or more specialty firm, I think it's, it's also important to ask that question because even a small firm could have a couple of principals but have, you know, some junior level people working. But, you know, if working with somebody who's really experienced and senior is a goal of yours, make sure you're asking that question up front, finding out who your point of contact is going to be and and get a sense of what their their level of expertise is in the work that you do. So a specialty firm that does a lot of work in healthcare may not be a great fit for an environmental organization. So really trying to find out you know what their expertise is and what their credentials are can be real is, is a really valuable step and in, in some cases you may pay a little bit more per hour for that but the amount of time that they put into it might be less and the results they get for you might be greater uh, because they have that level of expertise and they have the connections that can really be valuable to you well one of the things i also think about is uh, on occasion that that uh, nonprofits need to also look at what's available for them at no cost uh, for example, uh, Google um, has free ads. 
you go through some hoops to to get that. And Facebook also can put a donate now button on your uh, Facebook page that allows folks to donate money to you. Is it possible that a lot of nonprofits, particularly smaller ones, may not know of these options to raise money without a lot of a lot of help getting it done? Yes, yes. I, there are some great tools out there, and there are also some agencies and and firms that will either discount their rates or even provide some pro bono services. And so, exploring that is really valuable. And yes, just just knowing what some of the low cost and no cost tools are that that technology and software providers uh, make available to nonprofits is really valuable. Google Ads are are can be very valuable if you have the time on. On, on your staff to actually manage the program and, and, and make sure that you're getting value out of it. And asking whether, um, you know, and, and, and also don't be afraid to negotiate too when you are talking to a Sultan. Often they might, they might be willing to tailor their plan to fit your budget knowing that you're a nonprofit. So, you know, you can, you can also stretch your resources a bit more, especially if, if you can provide some kind of benefit back to the consultant, maybe, you know, making sure that, uh, that you're providing thank you or sponsorship or trade for to that consultant in exchange for their services. Well, that, I think what you just said, really, really important one negotiation with an organization, because I know when we do work a lot of times, that's the first thing we want to know is one, what do you want us to do for you? And mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, it depends upon what it is that we really want to do the job. You give us the budget. We will work within that budget to accomplish your goals. And on occasion, yes, we had to give away a little bit of time and effort and energy, but it was worth it to get that particular job because we believed in what it was that that organization was doing. Absolutely. And that's, that's really how I approach my work, too. We, we have a very similar approach, uh, it sounds like, in that we, we really do try to design things that, that are going to get an outsized benefit for that organization. And if, if it's an organization that you believe in and you believe in the mission of the organization as a consultant, I think you're, you're willing to make sure you go the extra mile within that budget and, and achieve some great results. And, and finding consultants and, and firms and individuals that that share your passion for what you do and, and want to see you succeed or want to make a difference in the world is, is really valuable too. And I think, I think you can, you can spot that pretty authentically when you're talking to consultants who really is, is there just to make a dollar and who's there because they really believe in the work you're doing. And I think that's really a, a, another important thing to think about and look for when you're, when you're interviewing folks. Well, I think there's another part that comes with that as well as, as, as um, uh, those folks also recommending you. Yes, you did help us out. We really appreciate it. As a, as a result, I have some other folks who I know in the public relations arena who could use your help. Because you did mm-hmm. a good job, you're willing to work with them, those things pay off in the long run. Absolutely. This, so much of it for on the consultant side of things is, is a relationship business. And and the more great work you can do for folks and and the more they can help spread the word for you, the more valuable that is. And I think there's some great value in, in, in also building long-term partnerships with clients. And we are often willing to, uh, to, to do some, some extra work up front uh, in terms of building a strategy and, and helping them understand what they want to accomplish up front with the idea that, you know, we really want to build a long-term partnership and, and we really value organizations that want to, that want to work with us long-term and want to connect us with others. And I, there's some great value in that. And if, 
if as a nonprofit, if you're if you're looking for somebody on, on a more ongoing basis, finding somebody who really uh, understands the value of that partnership and and is really there to, to, to help you achieve both your short and long-term goals can be really valuable. Well, Peter, you have provided some very, very great information, uh, valuable information, and I'm sure our listeners will, will appreciate that. Is there uh, any sort of parting comments you, you have? Um, be your own advocate. Really be thoughtful about what you want to achieve, and don't be willing to, to ask questions and push back if when you're talking to a consultant something doesn't sound right or feel right really you're the customer and remember that all the time so so really make sure that you have a clear sense of who you are and what you want to accomplish and what you hope to achieve out of it and by doing that i think you'll have really valuable relationships and partnerships with the consultants you do choose to work with well peter let me once again thank you so very very much for uh, joining us today and um, we will get this uh, up on our sites uh, probably in the next few days, and uh, we'll have a copy of it to you. And again, I say thank you very much for joining uh, the Public Relations Review. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate the opportunity for sure. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.